Welcome to Gen Z Hoops. Today, we're joined by our Atlantic Division expert, Chris D'Ambrosio, here to break down the past week of NBA action for the Celtics, Knicks, Nets, Raptors, and 76ers. Chris, this past week's been very eventful for some of the teams in your division. Anything particularly interesting happened for the Brooklyn Nets? Well, actually, there is a man by the name of James Harden who has brought his talents to Brooklyn. This is unbelievable. I mean, right now, Brooklyn's looking at three of the top 10 players in the NBA. Having a player of this caliber never hurts. However, they did lose some depth in the process. They lost talents like Karis LeVert, who was in the midst of a breakout season, Jared Allen, Prince, three first-round picks, and four first-round spots. However, Harden should be worth it. Also, the Nets have won three straight and James Harden looked incredible in his Nets debut against the Magic, scoring 32 points, 14 assists, and 12 rebounds. Although he did have nine turnovers, um, he looked really, really good in his debut. And in that same game, Kevin Durant added 42 points during the game. So 74 points combined, which is unreal. He has been an absolute menace since he's returned, and he's averaged nearly 35 points, shooting 60% from the field, which is unreal. Outside of Harden and KD, who else can the Nets expect to get some production from? Yeah, of course. Right now, we don't know what Kyrie's doing, and he's missed the past six games, but he's questionable for the game against the Bucks. And when he comes back, and obviously expect production from him. Joe Harris has been great this year. Uh, he's averaged nearly 16 points in the past three games, and he's shooting a typical 50% from three for him, which is pretty standard for him as he's a top three shooter in the NBA. Bruce Brown has helped greatly off the bench, averaging 13 points in the last three games. This game against Orlando is any indication of this new Nets roster. I think the rest of the league should be scared. So Chris, another team in the running for the beard where you're Philadelphia 76ers. What's been going on with them? Wish the Sixers got James Harden, but unfortunately they didn't. But it's been pretty up and down for the Sixers over the past few games. They've been two and two in their last four games. The common factor in those games is the ones they've won, Joel Embiid has played. The ones they've lost, Joel Embiid has not played. And they lost to the Hawks and Grizzlies. And they won both games in their miniseries against the Miami Heat. And in that series, Joel Embiid really looked like an MVP in that series, he provided so much to the team on both ends of the floor. He had 45 points, 16 rebounds, four assists. And to me, what's most impressive is his five steals. Ben Simmons has not really been scoring great, uh, which kind of makes you wonder whether they should have gotten Harden or not. But the way he's been facilitating the ball has made up for that. He's averaging 11 assists in the past three games. He's also been an absolute beast on the defensive end. And also, let's talk about Shake Milton. I mean, I don't know what it is with Doc Rivers always developing these types of players, but in the past two games, Shake Milton has averaged nearly 30 points, six assists, and two steals. And that's coming off of the bench. He's arguably the second best player on the Sixers this year behind Joel Embiid. Well, it's definitely a bold statement, Chris. And I'm, I'm curious because Knicks fans might not be too happy to see a big three formed on the other side of the Brooklyn Bridge. But what do Knicks fans have to be excited for? Nothing. They, <laughs> um, no, they, they have some stuff to look forward to, but honestly, not much right now. You never really know what version of the Knicks you're going to see on any given night. They started out the season pretty hot. Then they lost five in a row. And then they destroyed the Boston Celtics and beat the Orlando Magic. So you never know what version of the Knicks you're going to see. They are the second worst team in points per game with 101.3. However, they are the second best team in the amount that their opponents score per game at only 104.1. So great defense and not so great offense. Obi Toppin has returned to the lineup and he's played well against the Celtics, scoring 12 points to go with five rebounds and only 17 minutes of play. RJ Barrett has also played well, averaging 
20 points in the past four games, shooting 50% from the field in those games. That's key for RJ Barrett, who has sometimes struggled with his field goal percentage. So that's, that's promising to see. This is the production that New York needs from the 2019 number three pick. Emmanuel quickly, the number 25 pick from Kentucky in this most recent draft, has been playing good basketball as well. He's averaging 18 points and four assists in his last four games. So the Knicks will definitely need to clean up their offense if they want to compete for a playoff spot, especially if they want to compete with their fellow New York team, the Brooklyn Nets. How about the Boston Celtics with their fluctuating roster as a result of COVID-19? The Celtics actually went a full week without playing a game due to COVID setbacks. They still don't have Jason Tatum. The time off, though, did seem to be helpful as they absolutely dominated the Magic in the return with six of their players scoring double digits. Some notable performances include Semi Ojale shining off the bench with 18 points, going three for six from beyond the arc, and Peyton Pritchard also showing his promise as a rookie, scoring 16 points, four for eight from beyond the arc, and he also added four rebounds and three assists. So Chris, have you noticed anyone step up in Tatum's absence? Well, Kemba's back, which is awesome for the Boston Celtics. But unfortunately, his return was not good enough to get them past the New York Knicks. They were actually destroyed by New York, losing by 30 points, which was not the outcome we all expected. But Kemba's minutes were restricted, but he did put up nine points to go with four assists, which is respectable for his first game back, especially with limited minutes. Jalen Brown has also continued to play well, especially in Tatum's absence, scoring 21 and 25 respectively in the last two games. Marcus Smart has continued to be absolutely incredible on the defensive end, averaging one and a half steals per game. So when Tatum is back, I think what makes this team so special is that they have the talent on the offensive and defensive end of the floor. They have guys like Tatum, Brown, Kemba, Mark Smart, who can know how to put the ball in the hoop, but they also can stop other teams on the defensive end. Awesome, Chris. And to wrap things up, how do the Raptors look in trying to get back to the top of the Eastern Conference? Well, it is going to take a lot of work, but the Raptors have won two of their last three games, highlighted by their sweep of the Charlotte Hornets. They made 20 and 21 three-pointers respectively in those games, which is very impressive. And their loss to the Trailblazers was a nail-biter, and they only lost by one point. So they actually could have won three straight. Pascal Siakam had a triple-double against the Trailblazers with 22 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 assists. Chris Boucher has been absolutely phenomenal over the past three games, posting 22 points, 9 rebounds, and 2.3 blocks. And he, again, I mentioned this last week, he's in the midst of a breakout season, looking really, really good. He's third in blocks per game behind Miles Turner and Rudy Gobert. Ananobi has been a defensive menace as well in this series against the Hornets with seven steals. Norman Powell scored a season high on Saturday with 24 points, shooting six for nine from three-point range. So they're, they're having some players step in. Um, one player that we haven't seen as much production from is Fred Van Vliet, who has not been playing as well as he was at the beginning of the season. And he has only shot 29% from the field in the last three games, which is not very good. So while they're only four and eight, I think the Raptors do have the talent if they want to turn this season around. It's going to be hard to compete with teams like Brooklyn or Philadelphia, but I think they, they definitely can step into playoff conversation.